Podcasting from Northwest Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Gen Extra Podcast, a show about Generation X, movies, technology, weird news, and anything else they feel like. Join them every Monday morning. Now, here's your hosts, Dave and Joe. Hey, welcome back to hopefully your favorite Monday morning podcast. You know, I've often wondered, mm-hmm. out of the people that listen to the show, I have to wonder who pops it open at like 7 a.m. while they're drinking their coffee, right? They've got like their phone on the counter, right? They're pouring their coffee out. And here we are welcoming them into the yes. rest of their week. Yeah, joining them on their Monday morning, having their coffee, like you said, or yeah, on their way to work. That's what I kind of hope. You know, we just brighten their Monday. Not they're, that everybody listens to on, on a Monday. Actually, I just got a text from Jason. Uh, he was walking through Walmart listening. And he's like, dude, he's like, I was in Walmart. He's like, I just wanted to scream, Will Smith, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know. Yes, that was the one. That was the one we talked about last week. I was like, you're going to kick yourself. Oh, yeah. I'm still embarrassed. I missed that one. But, uh, but yeah, so, yeah, we have It's all good, though. It is all good. I don't know if I can redeem myself from that, but I will try on the next trivia. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, we actually have a little bit of a, a structure here to the show today, some some stuff yep. we're doing. So first, uh, I have a couple stories I want to talk about. One involves, one involves me, because I was there. The other one was mm-hmm. on TikTok, which is very funny. And I have a media recommendation as well. And then we have a yes. couple uh, a couple stories you wanted to talk about too towards the end here. What were you doing? Yeah, I have I have two I got two things ready for this week. We've got gambling fallacies. So popular we'll call them popular myths or mm-hmm. statistical mistakes that people typically make when they're gambling. It's not everybody. Some people still make them. I'm some curious. people learn, but we'll we'll go we'll go through some of them. Because I'm wondering if I've fallen into this category. So I'm curious. They they're very common. And okay. and, and I admit there are some of them are even even if you know it doesn't like some of these fallacies, even if you know they're already, you know, you know not to follow the uh, the advice of or sorry, I, I was draw, trying to draw up my words here. If you know what the correct answer already is, some of these are still hard to shake. Okay, all right, yeah. And what was the last thing you were doing? I'm, I'm doing a whole thing on electric vehicles today, so we're going to talk a little bit about some of the upcoming EVs. They're going to be hitting the road uh, within the next couple of years. Because, you know, right now, everyone thinks electric vehicle, you think Tesla, right? Or maybe one of the other ones. But that's all going to change in the next couple of years. Yeah, I have heard that there's going to be quite the, oh, no, my air conditioner is kicked on. <laughs> I may have to go turn that off here in a moment. Uh, Great. We're just we're just all over the place. Right. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, like I said, I've heard that there's going to be like a huge influx of uh, electric cars on the roads in the next like, you know, five, 10 years. So probably even sooner than that, really. So I think they're really pushing them. Yeah. But I guess big question that maybe you don't have the answer today, but are they really better for the environment with all the lithium that they have to mine and the, you know, sucking, you know, electric off the grids and what powers the grids? Is it, it has to be, it has to be better, right? I don't know. There is a answer to that and I could either cover it here or cover it later. I think we'll talk about that later. The, All right. the pros and cons we'll do of, of electric cars versus, you know, gasoline cars. Right. So, all right. So, Joe, to, uh, to, start, off, uh, bleh, to start us off, I, uh, I said I have a quick story about I was at a wedding recently. Okay. Go figure. Right. What were you doing there? 
Taking photographs. Ah, very good, very good. And I wasn't even hired. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> just, just, just showed, showed up. up. Like, who wants some pictures? Hey. Uh, so anyway, so I don't, I'm not going to name like whose wedding it was or, or who the DJ was. Right, right. Actually, I've known the DJ for years. Great guy, super nice dude. Always a fun DJ to work with. But something happened at the last wedding that I worked with him on. Okay. That threw me for a bit of a curveball. And mm-hmm. since we don't want to get sued, I can't play the song on here, but I'll tell you what it was here in a second. And you can Google it okay. if you want to at home to kind of give you the, the quick story of what happened. So we're looking at his, uh, his list. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the bottom, it said, uh, it said the, the B dance at the bottom. I'm like, what is that? So I actually went up to the bride and groom and I, I said, hey, just to clarify, I said, what, what's going on here at this, uh, this B dance? And they're like, actually, I don't know what that is. I'm like, you don't even know what that is? <laughs> they're like, okay. So I went over to the DJ and I'm like, hey, what is this? He's like, you don't know what that is? I'm like, no, I don't know what the B Mm-mm. dance is. Let was, me clarify something. That's exactly what it says. It just says B dash dance. 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 Okay. All right. He's like, you never heard of the burger dance? I'm like, the burger dance? I'm like, no. What? I'm like, I don't know what this is. He's like, oh, he's like, you're in for a treat. He's like, this, this, oh, is, this is a good time. I'm like, okay. So the, the night progresses and we get to that part of the night and, and he gets out on the dance floor and it kind of gets everybody around and he has the, uh, has his assistant, you know, cue up the music for the B dance. Mm-hmm. And that's when things got uncomfortable. Oh boy. Okay. So what, so he had the bride, happens? he had the bride and groom out in the middle of the floor and the song that started playing, I didn't recognize it, but we had to look it up later to find out what it was. Okay. And it's called the fast food song. And I, I am just so disconnected right now. This is okay. Can, I wish I could on. play. I'll kind of give you some of the lyrics, but I can't like, I don't want to sing it, but I will. I'm okay. not going to. Yes. 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 You shall. You shall now. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. So part of the lyrics are like something about pizza hut. And then it's like McDonald's and then there's Kentucky fried chicken. Okay. Okay. And so the dance moves that he's trying to instruct to the bride and groom to do are you put your hands above your head and you pretend you're like twirling pizza. Okay. And you're okay. Like pizza, pizza, something. And then it's McDonald's and you make two big swooping arches with your hands. Okay. Like the McDonald's arches. Okay. And then you, you like kind of uh, do the, the chicken move like you're with your arms, like kind of like your hands are near your armpits and you're just, you're flapping your wings. Yeah, exactly. From, from the uh, good old fashioned chicken dance. Yeah, that's the chicken move. So you put all okay. these together to the words. And he does it a couple times for them. And then he has the bride and groom. He's like, okay, so you guys do it. And they're doing it. They've got the hands above their heads. They're doing the arches. Okay. They're doing the chicken things. And you can tell they don't want to do this. Oh, really? And I don't think it was like a, like a conversation that happened prior that they even knew this was coming up. It was like, okay. surprise, we're doing this. Oh, and, they, and this, this is not something that they requested. No. So then I'm like, okay. I'm literally behind my camera. Like, I'm laughing behind my camera because I'm so, I have like, I have like secondhand <laughs> embarrassment. Right. <laughs> you're, you're embarrassed for them. Yeah. And then he tries to get the, uh, again, a great deal, like, aside from this very moment, always fun DJ to work with. And so then he has like, all right, it's like everybody. And so it's like, doing the song and. Nobody did it. Oh no, <laughs> no, dude! I'm like, no. I'm looking. I'm like, oh no! I'm like, no one's doing it. Everyone's just standing there, and they do not want to participate in this. It, those are like, those are the worst moments, right? It was so uncomfortable. 
especially when you're in the middle of them, right? Yeah. So I guess if a DJ, not that, I don't know how many DJs listen to this, but if you're a DJ and you do weddings, uh, don't ever play the fast food song and make, like, like know your audience. There was a lot right. of like, this younger kind of crowd. This feels like it would have fit at like a fifth grade dance, perhaps maybe. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love, like, you, I love how we're, we've, we've boiled it the whole way down to fifth grade dance. Mm-hmm. So I have to imagine though. Okay. So I have to imagine though, that this has worked at other weddings. That's what I was because wondering too. I'm like, I want to see the weddings where this just took off and like people were just having right. a blast with it. I couldn't yeah, see it. See, I don't know. Because man. he seemed pretty excited for it, right? He was very excited for it. Yeah. I mean, I give so him props it, for trying, but right. There has to have been some precedent there that this works. Yeah. But like you said, I think the key there is know your audience or know your know your bride and groom well enough, whatever, to just you know know if we should be playing this or not. I I remember we were very particular at our wedding and we actually crossed some of the typical party game party songs out because we're like, this is not our crowd. Like, no, don't like, don't do this. Yeah. No, no chicken dance. No, no cotton eye Joe dance. i actually, I believe those are two. I actually believe those are two of them that we crossed out. Yeah. I'm just not a fan of like those big group dances. I mean, people get into them sometimes. I, I just never really did. I'm the same way. I'm the exact same way. Like I'll do them sometimes, but I usually have to be um, mm. terribly intoxicated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like somewhere, so bad. Somewhere around there. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. I, if I'm out on the dance floor, it's because I have had entirely too much to drink. I'm not one to jump out on the dance floor and have you know just start dancing. I don't know. It's not me. No, uh, me. I will go out there. Me, ne- me neither. Typically, but same, same deal, right? You know, a co- couple drinks in me, and you know, maybe I'll, uh, maybe you'll see me out there. Couple, dude. I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to put down like a thirty pack or like a, like a half <laughs> gallon of whiskey before I got out there. Yeah, uh, I'm like the people uh, and then, watching. And then, <laughs> right, and then, but then it's even worse, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's really bad. Yeah, but but yeah. my. Uh, uh, with like liquid courage or that social lubricant, whatever you call it, you know, like it's, yep, it, yep. I've had enough of it now and I can, I can go out there, but yeah. So I don't want to keep talking too much on that. Sure. Uh, I do want to get to my other story. Cause we have, like I said, lots to do here. Yeah. Uh, so the other okay. story that I came across today and I thought it was funny, dude, cause I saw the headline uh, and it said uh woman orders. It said she ordered one of everything off the menu at, at Taco Bell what and there was like there was like a 12 or 15 car you know line of cars waiting for 40 minutes oh no no this really happened yeah and there was a there was a tiktok video that was linked uh to this article and i pulled it up i'm like oh my god this is hilarious so she was right behind her so she could see what she ordered and why they're waiting so long oh so the person that took the tip was just was right there yeah yeah so I have the I have the audio clip here. It's actually a video, but um, okay, the, the audio is uh, pretty funny. I gotta hear this. Okay, yeah. all right. So here we go. Make sure this works here. Oh my god! Oh, here we go. Yo, the reason this line is so motherfucking long, cause this motherfucker ordered three hundred dollars worth of tacos and didn't give Taco Bell no heads up. Three hundred dollars worth of <laughs> like, 
Oh my, that's, I would be doing the exact same yeah. thing. I would be so irritated. It's like, that's like a hundred motherfucking tacos. <laughs> I would be so irritated as well. I am right there with them. Oh, dude, I'd be so upset. I do like, it's bad enough when, when you actually order something that's, that's normal and you have to sit yes. there for like five, six, seven minutes and you're like, oh my God, like I, I feel I'm embarrassed because I have to be sitting Everyone. here this long. Everyone thinks I ordered half the store. Exactly. Right? Yeah, and you ordered and like half the shit on the menu. And you ordered like a, a chicken sandwich because they don't because they have to make all those like fresh. Yeah. Yeah, that's like that's super annoying. Yeah, I feel bad. Why would you go through the drive-through? Well, the, I think you this this brings up an interesting question that I've always had about the drive-through. Put so a, let me let me, a maximum let me amount it. or something. Yes, it's very similar to what you just said. Is that when it comes to drive-through etiquette? Mm-hmm. At what point do you just take your ass in the store, right? Exactly. They put the order in because customers can continue to order after you put your order in inside. Yeah. As they work on your big giant order. But it is, and, and I think there should be something too, like, uh, like she said, they, she didn't get, they didn't give them a notification, a heads up. Like if you're going to order something that big, you shouldn't be able to do it in the normal line at all, either way. You should have to just, call them and say, hey, I need this many tacos. Like, we're having, like, a big, you know, whatever, like an office party. And I need yeah, exactly. I need 100 tacos. Like, when can I pick them up? Not just go through the drive through and order. That's so ridiculous. I mean, I, I don't even know what to say besides that's so – it's so ridiculous and, and rude to, like, everybody else. But also, too, at the same time, I wonder – I have to wonder why didn't the – the the uh, actual restaurant say no yeah like i'm sorry can you bring your car around and come inside or sure we can take your order but i'm going to need you to pull over to the side and it's going to be ready in like a half an hour minutes. yeah i'm kind of surprised that they just let it run through the line yeah because usually if you're like if you are waiting uh in a drive-thru line most places like mcdonald's and stuff like that they'll just they'll they'll send you off to that little waiting area yeah exactly and let the other so, cars just keep going through so definitely, they kinda, I feel like Taco Bell sort of messed up a little bit there as far as their, yeah. whether they have like a procedure for that or not, they should. I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, I agree. And it sounds like, I mean, not only should this person not have ordered the entire menu, but also they probably should have handled it differently. They should have. Yeah, for sure. So, all right. Well, there you go. There's your, uh, I guess we'll call that a PSA for uh, drive throughs Don't order that much damn food when you go through one. <laughs> Please, please don't, or you're going to have me and Dave behind you making TikToks. Right. Like, oh, this would be great for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, so I do have one more thing here, Joe. Uh, I have a media recommendation for the week. Oh, okay. Well, what are you recommending this week or unrecommending? No, no, no. This is definitely a recommendation. Okay. Uh, so uh, I want to say it was like a week or so ago. This came out on Hulu, and it is a prequel to the Predator movies. Uh, it's called Prey. Ah, okay. I have, I admit, before you get into it, I have heard things, but I'll, but you go ahead. Yeah. Well, I'm not getting into like a deep dive into it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was based on like the, I don't know, like 18 or 1700s or something like that. I think it was 1700 something. It's not modern day, is what you're saying. No, that's what made it really cool. Okay. Was that, that for the most part, all of the predators have been like in, in chronological order, they've been coming out sort of. Minus like the alien versus predator shit. You know, those, yeah, those which ones. I think are those are like an offshoot. 
right? They're not yeah. part of the normal storyline. Yeah, but they just keep progressing forward, and this one took a huge leap, you know, backwards. And it was it was actually really really good. So if you're even kind of a fan of the Predators, like you know the old you know Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, you know from 1987 or yeah. whatever came out, which I am by the way. Yeah, we quote that quite a bit. Yes, we do. Uh, matter of fact, this came from that movie. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes, it did. That's when he shook hands with Dylan. They showed their big muscles. There's also a really funny meme about that that when they when they when they do the they do the high five or mm-hmm. sh- whatever it is. Whatever it's like a it's like a combo handshake high five. Yeah, and a lot of the huge will, flex there. Yeah, the yeah. huge flex. A lot of people will meme a nuclear a nuclear explosion after it. Oh nice. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, but yeah, so like I said, not doing a deep dive. It was just fantastic. The characters were amazing. Uh, it was like it was based around like like a tr- like a tribe, and their kind of tribe life. How they're hunters, mm-hmm. gatherers, and then they all of a sudden they kind of have to deal with a fucking predator. <laughs> and and I think it's important to point out that this is a direct storyline prequel to the modern day or not modern day one the one that came out in what was it 86 something like that yeah seven something like that yeah it's a it is a direct prequel to that movie right yes because there's actually references uh little nuggets little easter eggs in that um okay that, that kind of apply to that and and predator 2 the one with danny glover so oh, that's right. There was a follow-up. I, I, I almost forgot about that one. But it's nothing that you, even if you haven't seen that one, you don't have to go see it first. It really has nothing to do with it. Just if you have right. seen it, you can maybe notice the little nod. You can pick out a couple things. Yeah, that's really about it, though. But, dude, if you, uh, you should definitely watch it. I highly recommend it. I'm actually going to watch okay. it again. And uh, we do have one more. This uh, is a, um, this is a re-recommendation. <laughs> this is a re-recommendation, only because it's coming up uh, in, like, three days. Yeah. So, you know, we we praised Top Gun Maverick. We did. And so have, and so did many other people, by the way. Many people, yes. I mean it's like the highest grossing movie of all time now, I think. It's getting close. I think it's it did break I think it broke it beat, Titanic, did it, didn't it? I I thought it broke Titanic and it uh got past Avatar. Did it get past Avatar? It might have. I don't remember. Okay, don't anyway, don't quote us on yeah, any don't, of those. Yeah, don't yeah, please don't. Please don't Please don't uh, do that, but we're close. Yeah, so it's coming out Wednesday. I, or what's today? The 23rd? So what's today? Friday, Saturday? So is that Monday? Monday, I think? Yeah. The 23rd. Uh, whatever. Yes. My, I the think 23rd. it's Monday. Uh, yeah, so yeah, August 23rd is coming out to not streaming. I saw something that Paramount was doing with it. I don't think it's being streamed on Paramount, but you can purchase it from like iTunes digitally or I'm assuming like Amazon as well. Yeah, you can own it digitally and watch it again at home which I've already purchased it the day after I got back from the movie theater, and I've been impatiently waiting to see it once again. The one thing I want to clarify, the 23rd is digital only. Correct, right? not, not DVD. I mean, I don't know who buys DVDs anymore, but they are putting out a hard copy in like November, I think it is. I will. I mean, I can tell you right now, I, I don't buy them very often, but I am definitely going to buy the 4K Blu-ray for Top Gun Maverick. I probably will too, actually. just cause Because that's... It's, right it's gonna be so good and there's gonna be yeah. like those like dvd bonus extras and stuff on there yeah yeah, yeah you gotta you gotta get all the good stuff with it because this is this is like one of the few movies that i would actually watch the extras yeah yeah watch all that stuff dude yeah yep. but anyway so that that's all for the uh, media recommendations i want to keep keep rolling on the show here yep. keep the ball keep the ball rolling yeah so before we dive into your 
the lottery thing you were doing. Uh, I also am this weekend. Sorry, I was reading my my notes here. Uh, this weekend is also going to be it's going to be a fun slash rough slash sad weekend because we are moving our daughter to college on Sunday. Oh well, yeah. This is a that's a that is a pretty that's a big life changer right there for for everybody. Yeah, it's happened. It's like we, you know, it's been coming and we've been you know, I don't know. Like we're yeah, it's gonna be emotional. You know, we're we're not looking forward to her leaving. You know, to be it'd be sad but also exciting. You know, for her to you know, she's going to college. Everybody. I mean, it is a big step in somebody's life, and it's a big and it's a big step for the parents too because it's it's quite the change, right? It is. Yeah, but you know, we'll still get her back on some weekends and uh, you know, for holidays and obviously like uh yeah. know, summer break, stuff like that. So we figure we got about, you know, another good like four summers of her coming back home and then she's probably now, gonna get her own place someday. It's so weird. I right, right. People <laughs> yeah. keep growing up. Uh how about let me ask you this, where what kind of uh building, apartment, what what is she staying in? What what did she get? A on dorm. campus or near campus or whatever. Yeah, she got one of the dorms at Pitt. I don't, I don't remember the name of the building. Okay, um, but they did get. Uh, she's staying with one of her like best friends. They they're rooming together. Now, how? What's the what's the space like? Is, have you seen the physical like the rooms that they're going to be in? Like, are they not are they, in person? Are they tiny? Are they medium? You know, uh, it's actually a pretty good sized room. I saw a video of it that her her roommate sent her because she got okay. she went down early. Uh, it looks like it's pretty good size. It's not like a crampy little you know shit dorm where it's like you know 10 by 10 uh it's actually pretty decent size so i'm relatively certain that i mean the colleges have moved like my first dorm room was basically an 8 by 10 with two people in it right, right. and it's, it was cinder block walls right it, I, like a jail cell I, I, yeah basically it was a jail cell <laughs> um the only thing they did is they actually let us out right that right. was really the only functional difference and that we had a window we had a window that was like full size window right yeah, I'm I'm glad to see colleges move beyond the cinder block walls and stuff. I think there's clearly there are still many out there because they haven't torn them down or anything, but this this place sounds nicer. It sounds nicer than cinder block walls. Yeah, it, it definitely looks like it. I'm excited to see it tomorrow too, just to, you know, see where she's going to be living. Hopefully hopefully everything goes well, you know. It, it's been it's been an inter- interesting, uh, you know, my wife's been so good about uh doing all the stuff, you know, the preparations and everything for her. Uh, you know all the online stuff, right? Right. Registrations, right. And, and making sure that every all the all the T's are crossed and all the I's are dotted, right? Yeah, because if it was up to me, she probably wouldn't Mm-mm. be going to college because I would just forget to do everything. <laughs> oh, my! I am right. I and I and I know what you're saying because in our household, it's the same deal. You know, my wife makes sure like this form is turned in or mm-hmm. this this online thing was 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 registered, right? Or we made sure we signed off on this, right? Because right, we'd show up and be like, none of this is done. <laughs> Whoops. Like I was supposed to do something about that? Like, uh, yeah. I thought today was just moving day. Right. Like maybe she doesn't have a place to live. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a problem. Right. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, no, so, I mean, they, and, and good on her for doing that. That's awesome. Yeah. So thank goodness for, for wives who are more responsible than their husbands. <laughs> mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. So, Joe, let's move on to your uh, lottery thing you were doing. I'm really interested yeah. in in seeing what I've messed up on in in the past. So, so I thought it would be interesting today to talk about gambling fallacies. And like I was saying earlier, a lot of some of these you'll you might know, some of these you won't. But these are these are like six or seven of the most common 
gambling, call it mistakes or misunderstandings that people have. And these apply to just about anything. Yeah, say is, it gambling's pretty a pretty broad term. Is this more like right. like scratch offs or is it like like a casino gambling or kind of about everything? I would I would say that while well, technically speaking, most of this applies to almost anything in life in general. Oh. This is more like casino-based gambling. Okay, okay. Fallacies, right? I do Where, enjoy casinos. I, and, and I do too. I mean, I admit I will, you know, every couple of years I'll have a, a night out at the casino, right? Yeah, and, they're fun. And, you want to make right. a regular thing of because you don't want to, you know, go bankrupt. No, and sometimes I win some, sometimes I lose some, but you know, you always, you only ever put into the pot what you're willing to lose. That's right. right. Don't go over Right. Anyway, that's lesson number one. There right. we go. Okay. Yeah. Now, now with, with that out of the way, yes. um, yeah. Only spend what so, you're willing to lose. Seriously, though, and I, I have seen in. I, I don't know if you've ever been with people at the casino who don't quite get that, but it's not a pretty sight. When no, I, when I've never see, been like that. No, I've never seen anybody like that either. I have maybe once or twice. I've mm -hmm. seen someone come out like. Uh, I just wiped out my savings account. This serious? was when I was younger, though, right? This is when I was younger, though. And it, remember, a savings account, like when you're in your 20s, so like is like 500 not, bucks. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not a savings account when you're in your 40s, for right. example. Yeah. So, and, yeah. Is, is, okay. is it like a list of like, yep, like one, two, three, like things, right? Yep. So, okay. first one, first one we're going to talk about uh, is the what they call the hot hand fallacy. Oh. And I don't know if you I don't know if you've heard of this or not, but it's the belief that machine whether whether it be a whether it be the table mm -hmm. or the um or the or roulette uh, you know the roulette wheel or the, like the craps uh, table or the craps table whatever that they get hot right mm -hmm. or the slot machine but particularly this also applies to slot machines as well too. People, there's a general belief, at least amongst some people, that machines or the table or whatever will get hot and cold, meaning the however the machine is programmed, it's programmed to get hot. Or the table, like, oh, I go back to this casino all the time, and I know that, you know, right between like seven and nine o'clock, you know, the 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 roulette, the roulette wheel always hits on like 17 or something like that, right? Or it always goes red for a certain amount of time. Unless it's... In Unless there's something that's happening aside from pure luck, like if there's something acting on it, like, you know, another force, perhaps magnets, right, exactly, you know, like there's right? no like, way like, that it could just be hot at a certain time like that. But okay, what's the, what's the point of it? Well, the, the point is, is that a lot of people still believe in, in, in the generation of like the hot hand, right? Like once you start winning, you should keep winning. Right. And it's one of the biggest problems that actually causes what we were talking about earlier, where people end up getting wiped out or they lose all their money for the night or whatever. Right. Because because of the hot hand fallacy. And this is particularly bad on slot machines. I'll go into a little more later on why it's so bad. But people have a general tendency to believe that the machines actually are programmed to go hot and cold and they're not. So let's just make that super clear. That's not a thing. There's no such thing as a cold hand or a hot hand. Every hand has the equal or every roll or every spin or any whatever has the equal statistic probability of being like anything else, assuming, again, there's a big assumption here, like you said, there isn't something else acting on, you know, like so a magnet hidden in the wheel somewhere, right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I've been on those, like, I never have good luck with, with like the table games, but yeah, I've been on slot machines where all of a sudden it just, it just starts like hitting, hitting, hitting. Mm-hmm. 
And then you start having like those like five, six, seven, eight hands in a row where you're like nothing, nothing, nothing. And then it feels like it kind of ramps up for a moment and does go back down. So I kind of get yeah. what people might think that for sure. Right. But you're saying it's just, it's still just absolute luck. I mean, without knowing the actual programming that goes behind those things, it's hard to say probably a hundred percent. Well, it's, it's one of those things where like this stuff's all re federally regulated too. Mm -hmm. Imagine if, if a, if a company produced a slot machine that actually could get hot and cold, it would be, it would be an absolute just lawsuit. Like it would be so, it would be, it would be so illegal that the company will never make a slot machine again. That's true. Right? It has to be a hundred percent random. Yeah. And it has to be in the way that they have to publish how the machine works. They have to publish the odds. So it's, it's, this is a well-regulated industry, which of course, as you know, still plays in favor of the house. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. House always wins. Yep. House always wins. So what's the, what's the uh, so next one? The second one is actually one of my favorites and it's called the Monte Carlo fallacy. And this is similar to the first. This is the fallacy that, so for example, let's suppose we go up to a, uh, a roulette table okay. and it has just rolled four reds, right? Uh -huh. And you're looking at the board because, and this is something that the casinos, I'll say kind of borderline on something they shouldn't do. But if you ever walk up to a roulette table and you can see there's like a board up and it says like over the past, like I think it's like seven or 12 hours or whatever, it'll show you what's been hitting on, on the board, right? Oh, I, did, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, uh, next time we go, take a look at like the roulette table, and there's and there's a like an electronic board usually that represents how the board, how the roulette wheel's been hitting. And generally speaking, what you'll see is like you know, there's 45 reds have been hit, 55 blacks, 17's been hit 120 times, you know, seven's been hit four times, whatever. Okay, and and so people will look at this board and they'll think, okay, this uh, maybe let's suppose that red has hit 150 times and blacks only hit twice, right? Right. Well, then people are going to start throwing their money on black because in the Monte Carlo fallacy, the belief is now that the board at some point has to balance out, oh. right? Or right? Or if you flip a coin, right? Let's suppose you flip a coin 100 times and for some strange reason, 80% of those come up heads. Well, oh, the, on the next bet, people will heavily bet on tails because in some belief, it has to equal out. Okay, all and, right. And that's, and that's not a thing. That's not how individual rolls or spins are calculated. And this is actually one of, again, kind of like similar to the hot hand fallacy. This is one of the biggest drivers that gets people to commit mistakes with their money, right? Like, oh, well, black's not hitting. So I'm just going to keep putting $100 on black, right? Because eventually black has to catch up, right? And, and no, it doesn't. The, the, the board, whatever you want to call it, that rolls every time. It's a fresh spin every time. So there's no law in the universe that says black has to catch up the red or anything along those lines. Okay. I didn't, I didn't know that that was an actual, like, like a, a thing that people like they had a name for it. Yeah. It's a, it's called the Monte Carlo fallacy, which kind of follows a betting. There's actually a betting strategy called the Monte Carlo. I, I don't have time to go into it here, but it kind of follows the same thing that, uh, that, you know, over time things should be about, you know, should be statistically spread out evenly over over a long enough period of time, but it's a whole whole different topic, which uh, you know we'll do some other time. Yeah, All right. uh, yeah, that's interesting. I, I actually saw this thing uh, just the other day on on lottery tickets, and somebody was trying to figure out like uh, sort of a, a, 
a tactic on purchasing like scratch offs. Yeah, yeah. And they were, they were on the like the PA uh, scratch off lottery, you know, PA lottery website. It was called. Oh right, because because Pennsylvania has a digital lottery site. Yeah, and you can go on there and you can actually see who has won tickets. It would just okay. say like you know it would say like Bob S. You know, like it wouldn't give your full name. Sure, right. It just says Bob S. won something or other, right? Yeah, and it, w- it will give the the county that it was won in and the amount. So if Bob S. won, uh, you know, a million dollars in like, you know, uh, Crawford County or whatever. Yeah. It would show you that. And you can you can see like month by month. And oddly enough, like I was actually going through because I was curious. I'm like, I'm like, wonder, mm-hmm. wonder if there's something to this. Uh, it It looks to me like some of the heaviest, uh, lottery winners are in January and okay. s- in September. Interesting. I don't know just, why. That's just where they're grouped. Yeah, like it was weird, and, and obviously, like like some of the bigger counties, like Armstrong County, uh, you know, like down by Pittsburgh. Yeah, they'll have they'll have more like million dollar winners or whatever on those big tickets. Okay. And I think people get kind of kind of lured into that idea that okay, that's where the winning tickets are. Well, right. Okay, but keep in mind that there's a massive amount more tickets in those counties. Well, and you know what? You just hit on something. You hit on what was number uh, it was number four or five today, insensitivity to sample size. Yes. If you don't consider the sample size, you're going to think that, well, it's just tickets in that county pay out. Right, no, it's just because there's just that many more. Yeah, you have more people there buying tickets, spinning the wheel, whatever it may be. That's yeah. a really good point. Yeah, so I, I looked at that. And I'm like, I get it. Like, yeah, there are more winners there, but there is just a tremendous amount more tickets there to be purchased. Yeah. So your odds are probably still about the same, anyways. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you're doing like a digital lottery. Now, mm. what some I will say that I did read, and, and I forget where this was. There are some states, and this is very, this is a very particular instance of gambling that you you kind of have to you have to understand the way it works. There's, there are some states, and I don't know if Pennsylvania does it, but they will actually publish the total number of tickets in the pool, mm-hmm. okay? So let's suppose there's a million tickets in the pool, and then they will also post on the lottery website which awards out of the pool have been awarded. So yes. if, if there's a million, right? And then that actually is statistical information that you can use to, I'll, call, I'll say to your advantage, even though statistically... You know, it's still a very chance. Your your numbers go up just a little bit. If you know that, generally speaking, that the pool has been out there a while mm-hmm. and that winners haven't been awarded, so you know, you know, you have two pieces of information there that you can make the logical conclusion that the winners are still in the pile. But you can really only do that in states that publish that information. And I don't I, I don't remember someone someone who's listening to the show may be able to correct us, but I don't think Pennsylvania publishes that information. They do on their scratch offs. They do on the scratch offs. Okay. I don't know if they publish how many tickets are available, but they do publish how many have like how, like if you have like a like if there's like five million dollar tickets out there on a certain right. one, and then you know keep going down the line like you know five hundred thousand, hundred thousand, right. ten thousand, whatever. Uh, it will show you on their site uh, how many are remaining of those particular prizes. So if you're looking at lottery tickets, you can you can quickly open up your app and say, okay. before I purchase this, you know, 
10, 20, 30 dollar ticket, whatever it is, if there's zero top prizes left and, and zero next level prizes left, you know, it's oh, like, oh, right, right, right. Like, I may not want to buy that ticket, but if you go to the next ticket and you're like, I know this is what, like you said, this one's been out for a little while, but there's still like four or five, three top prizes left. Right. There's, there's three or four million dollars left in the pile. Yeah. You, you know, you may want to grab that one because you still have a chance to hit the big one where you literally That's- have zero chance of hitting the other one. So that is actually that is actually a pretty fair point because you're at least you're drawing up the line around what you could possibly win. Yeah. Right. If you know that there are, I forget what it is, whatever, three or four or five million dollar winners still in the pool because it has has literally been reported that they haven't been won. Then, yes, they are definitely still in the pool. So definitely an interesting, very interesting way to look at that. And that's something that I do see come up from time to time that actually isn't a fallacy. You know, there is. I'll call it a strategy. I mean, heck, you know, you know, if you or I were to go try it, we'd never win. But right, you know, there are people that will do that. They will look for the big winners to be left in the pool as long as the pool has been out there, say, like six months or something. Yeah. So there, okay, I'm looking right now. There's a. Uh, I know we're getting a little sidetracked here. That's okay. This is. I think this is all fascinating. And when we talk about odds and talking about gambling fallacies or not a fallacy, I think it's all part of the conversation. So I just pulled up the app. Okay. Okay. And there is a new-ish game. I think this one's been out for like a couple, few, three, four months now. Yeah. It's the $5 million moneymaker scratch-off ticket. Okay. This ticket's 50 bucks for one ticket. Wait, we have, and I didn't even know this. In Pennsylvania, we have a scratch-off ticket that is $50 for a single ticket? Correct. Yeah, most of them, uh, at most, are usually 20 to 30 uh, we do currently, right now, we have a $50 scratch-off ticket. The, wow. The top prizes are, are $5 million, and then it's 500000 and then it keeps going down from there. But okay. uh, currently, right now, according to the app, there are still four of the top prizes remaining. Really? In the pool? How and Do you know how long this game has been out there? It doesn't say on the app, but like I said, I remember seeing it probably three, four months ago. So it's been out for a little while. Uh, some of these do run for quite some time, and they obviously have to sell enough to then be able to afford to pay out, you know, the top prizes, which is huge. Is this a digital only ticket? No, you walk in the store and buy them. Okay, so this is a real one. This yeah. is not a digital only ticket. No. Okay, so I what I would want to know gets back to what we were talking about earlier. I have to wonder what the pool is. Exactly, right? it doesn't. All it gives you is the game, the game number. Like so, it mm. might be fifteen hundred and twenty on the game number, but I don't know what okay. that entails. Okay. Like how many, right. how many are left, how many are in oh. per game. Uh, yes, there's not, there's not quite enough information to really like kind of start dialing in the math perhaps. Yeah, so I, right. Cause you said, you said there's four big winners still out there. So I wonder, I wonder what's, I wonder how big the original pool was. And I wonder what the pool looks like now that that's, that's the information you really need. You do really need that to make more of an educated decision yep. on purchasing those. But uh, yeah, so there's definitely ways you can kind of look into the numbers a little bit. Agreed. Absolutely. Agreed. Yep. Yeah, but just going into it like totally blind, you need know, to walk up to a machine and just having that little tidbit of information, knowing that there's no top prizes left, like, eh, yeah, I'll pass on that one. <laughs> well, and that's, that, so that brings me to something I wanted to talk about with slot machines mm-hmm. and that, I, I don't know if you know this or not, and I don't know how many other people know this, but did you know that slot machines roll forward about 10 spins? Depending on the depending on the company who makes it, what do you mean? So, when you sit down and and pull the handle or press the button on a slot machine, mm-hmm. the next ten spins are already determined. Are you serious? The game preloads them. They preloads them into memory, right? 
Oh. So, because that's the way they're regulated. They actually, by, by federal law, most slot machines and most games of chance that are electronic have to pre-roll. They have to pre-roll to ensure that those 10 rolls are already done. They're regulated. They're in the system. They're mm-hmm. in memory. So if there's ever a problem or ever a lawsuit or anything like that, they can go back and they can review the log of spins, right? And they can say, okay, well, the machine preloaded these next 10 spins. Here's what they look like. You know, and then they can compare that against, you know, you know, it's all it's all part of the regulation of the machines. Right. So a lot of people think when you sit down again, this is just kind of more of like a physical fallacy of the, of the machine. But a lot of people think when you sit down behind a slot machine, oh, like it's like a fresh button, spin every time. Right. That it's a fresh spin and all the machine is doing. It's fun to watch. It's fun to look at. Like I, I get sucked into it, too. I'm not, you know, I'm just as guilty as anybody else. It's, let's see where it lands. Right. Mm-hmm. That spin that next spin that comes up was already spun the machine already knows where it's going you're what you're doing when you sit down behind the machine is you're just pressing the button to see where to see what the actual result was oh okay all right i will say slot machines are fun i do enjoy they are they are fun and they make them fun and that's what i mean i personally don't have a if someone wants to sit behind a slot machine and, and play slots for two hours whatever right they are fun to play especially ones that have like games and stuff on them that are like you ever see those before? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, dude, they're fun, man. Like, you, <clears throat> there, there's many different kinds of slot machines. Yeah, and some of them have those little side games that pop up, and you can, you know, win more money on little side things, and uh, or you know, win like a whole bunch of free extra spins and whatnot. But yep. just from my own experience, as far as winnings go, uh, we've never walked out of a casino with like, you know, anything to talk about. Hopefully, hopefully you break even. Uh, yeah, you know, for the most part, you just lose whatever you're willing to bet, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as like up and downs go, I, we've had way more luck on slots than we have on tables. Like I okay. am terrible okay. at table games because, you know, for the most part on table games, you're winning what you bet. So if you throw a 20 down, you're going to probably get a 20 back. Yeah, you're going to you're going to get you're going to get your 20 back plus a 20 or you're going to lose your 20. Right. Uh, yeah. So like, <clears throat> yeah, that sounds great and all, but. Uh, like with a slot, you can put you know a hundred bucks into it, and on one of those spins, yeah, you could win three or four hundred, like on one spin. And to me, I'm like, that's nah, just it's more exciting to kind of I don't know. Like I do enjoy like craps because it's a very exciting like social kind of yeah, game. Yeah, right, right, right. But I don't know. Like we don't gamble that much to you know that can have like well, a crazy conversation about it just from the you know, few times we go. No, no, I know, I know what you mean, and that's why the slot machines exist because they so. Part of the perception bias there is is somebody that, something you stumbled upon to there, which is, you know, I can sit down behind this, but that's the point of it. The point of a slot machine, like like you kind of noticed there, was that you can sit behind it and play it for a while, right? Mm-hmm. You can sit behind it and ha- and and think about the uh, you you can see the ups and downs in your cash over a lot longer period of time than you can at a table and that's that's where people get into trouble at tables is like you said like tables will take your money very fast even if technically speaking like say black blackjack is almost the best bet in the casino for a person a person that knows how to play blackjack can pull the odds on blackjack nearly 50 50 but nearly 50 50 not quite i think the best i think it's like 48.7 or 49.2 or something like that but when it comes to slots, you can sit down behind it 
kind of see where things land, watch your money go in and out and see a little bit more value for your money mm-hmm. rather than sitting down behind a table. And like you said, if it's a $20 table, you lose that hand, you're at 20 bucks instantly. Yeah, lose next hand, 20 bucks out. Next hand, yep. 20 bucks out. Then you win when you like, got 20 bucks back. Yeah, and it's a lot It's a lot heavier and, 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 and harder on the psyche, I think, mm-hmm. to see 20 bucks going in and out as opposed to 50 cents or a dollar or a dollar 50. Yeah, I saw a dude come come up to a craps table one time we were playing and he threw down I think it was like five crispy hundos. Oh boy. And if you're willing to lose that much on a yeah. single hand, one hand of craps, like good for you, but uh that's where you can actually make money. Mm-hmm. Is if you are willing to bet a bunch because, you know, you put down five and all of a sudden you win mm-hmm. one hand, you just got 500 bucks. Get off the table. Go. Leave. Like, just done. All right, I'm out of here. I'm going to, you know, go out to dinner now. But that's always, that's always the funny part. Like, I've been to, the, you know, I've been to the casino multiple times. And that's always, sometimes that comes up or one of your friends or maybe it'll be you. Well, will, whether by, by their, whether on purpose or pure accident, whatever, will win like 500, they'll do something stupid and throw like 500 bucks on a single hand, win 500 bucks. And you know what? The, that person's done. They want to leave. They, yeah, they're like, I'm out of here, man. Like, I'll see you later. And everyone else is still stuck in the casino because they want to play the game. So, yeah. and then you get stuck there after you won that money. Then you're like, yep. ah, I'll play something here, play something there, and then guess what? Yep, that's you, exactly. You, you it. lost it all. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours later, hey, uh, hey, uh, hey, Dave, what happened to that 500 bucks? It you walked, you you won it. You walked in the door and won that 500 bucks. Where's it at now? House got it. <laughs> <laughs> and Took just, it back. You leave. We leave quickly. Right. Uh, so what were a couple of the other ones here? Well, the last one, the last one we'll talk about today is simply base, base rate neglect, which goes into what we were talking about earlier, which is that it, it comes to it, it, the way I like to put this is everybody knows somebody who won the lottery, mm-hmm. right? Everybody knows somebody who won the lottery. So the mindset is, is that, okay, I'm seeing all these other people around me win the lottery. I have to keep buying in or or let's suppose you're at the casino with two of your friends and two of your friends do well that night and you keep throwing money in because they're doing well. So apparently everybody else is doing well. I'm going to continue to buy in or I'm going to continue to spend, you know, $100 on scratch us every mm-hmm. week because everybody that I know has won the lottery at least once. That's 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 called base rate neglect. And the reality is, is that your base, you know, your pool, quote unquote, as we were using earlier, cannot be your two friends. It cannot be your family members who won the lottery, right? right? It has to be everybody. Because if you think about it in the way that we were just talking about there, by by just looking at the people that you know have won the lottery, you're just going to convince yourself you're about to win every single time or every week or whatever, whatever it may be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm actually looking right now. How many... How many scratch off tickets are sold in Pennsylvania? Okay. What does it say? Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not going to give me what I'm looking for here. Oh, maybe right. Maybe maybe the answer is not out there. No, it's really not. I mean, I'd have to. I'd have to do this like much sooner than directly on the show. Right. Right. Uh, so, oh, it says how much money does the Pennsylvania lottery make a year? They make one point three billion dollars a year. Okay. They make $1.3 billion. I'm wondering if that is what they make after payouts. Yes. The, yeah, it has yeah. to be, right? Uh, it says they sold... Oh, okay. Here we go. In the, in the 2021 uh, fiscal year, 
the Pennsylvania lottery sold nearly $5.3 billion in traditional games, which okay, generated okay. a profit of $1.3 billion. So Okay. Okay. Let's, that's actually pretty neat. I did uh, so that is that is a really neat statistic. It really kind of opens up the number a little bit, right? So it, out of the five point so three billion, they paid out four billion yeah. and kept a billion. Yeah. Now someone might hear that and be like, "Well, clearly everyone's winning." Eh, it's not really the way it works. Yeah, but, but, but if it was it the opposite, right? If it was the opposite and they paid out one billion and kept four, I'd be like, "You fuckers." Uh, well, ex- right, because remember, even if o- even if they only kept was it one point three billion? Yeah, the house is still winning. They're right? still as winning as long as they're making a profit. The house is still winning. They're making a profit, yes. But out of all those tickets sold, that they the five point three yeah. billion, four billion of that went back to the people. That's really that is really interesting. I didn't know that. I mean, I, I will admit that's a little bit higher than I expected. Yeah, it doesn't say if that's uh, if that's like actual like you know the Pennsylvania lottery like if it's the lottery like that kind of lottery tickets or just all scratch off. It just says I, it traditional must, lottery, must, so I think it's everything. It must be everything. It must but it must just be their lottery budget. So knowing that, I'm now I'm gonna go buy some tickets now. So I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If anything, we've inspired people to run out and try and buy some. Yeah. Buy may, some maybe tickets. maybe my entire gambling fallacy thing actually worked the exact opposite that I had intended it to work. Yeah. This show is being sponsored, by the way, by the Pennsylvania Lottery. No, it's not. It is not. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. No. Someone's going to edit this. Just, that's that, that's now our new sponsor. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's not being sponsored by by the lottery. Nope. Uh, we so, just like we just like talking about it. Yeah, we got like ten minutes left, Joe. Do you want to uh, knock out those last few points about the uh, the the new changes that are coming on electric cars? Yeah, I think I think it would just be interesting to to talk about a little bit about electric cars today because the the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because you and I have grown up in a mostly gasoline powered vehicle era, right? Yeah. Since since we've been born to now, it's basically been gasoline cars. Yeah, unless you were born in like, like twenty twelve. Yeah. You know, maybe within like ten years, like, you know, any anybody prior to two thousand ten, you know, has pretty much solely experienced gasoline powered cars. Yeah, absolutely, and and that's a the the reason why I think this is so interesting now is we are on the cusp of that about to that that being a big change. Like we are about to see an influx. Of electric cars, because who do you think of right now when you say electric car? Who what, who comes to what company comes to mind when you say that? Yeah, Tesla, Elon Musk's company. Tesla, Tesla, exactly right. It's if anyone's buying an electric car, it's it's usually a Tesla. And remember, you probably remember a few many years ago, there all the companies were playing with like the hybrid cars. You know, mm-hmm. remember like the the uh, there was like the Leaf, and then there there was the Civic Hybrid. I think that all tried to store tried to store power in the batteries when you braked or you coasted and everything. Yeah. They were they were popular for a few years. But we are just about to cross over the hump into what I'll call what's the best way to put this? Like everyday consumer cars going electric. Cuz right now a Tesla is still pretty expensive. Like I think the cheapest Tesla starts at I think 30 or 40,000 I believe. Uh, I mean that's not I mean that's not that crazy expensive. No. Uh you know considering that you know, most cars are, you know, not not too far off of that mark, really, for a brand new car. Oh, here we go. 47. So the, if you just want a Tesla Model 3, it, right now they're about they're about 47. But 
I I believe they have announced a, a cheaper one coming soon. But that's yeah, I heard about that too. It's a little bit. It's it's still pretty expensive, even with it, even with inflated car prices right now. Yeah. So you're so what you're saying is that that Tesla is not going to be the 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 only kind of big name in in the industry anymore. No, there is. We're about to see an influx of electric cars. So you go down the street now and you see a Tesla, you immediately pick it out. Well, right. now we're going to start seeing everybody else's every like Nissan, Ford, Chevy. They're going to have electric cars on the road just like Tesla does. And that's what I was going to go over today was just kind of pick a couple of these out and talk about them. So I think I got to bring up this one because it's it's the one that is probably the probably the most important one on here because it's the best selling vehicle in America, the Ford F-150. So oh, that's going to be I, electric, the electric, the truck? Yeah. So wow. in, it's, in fact, I believe it was just released. And you can, I don't, I haven't seen any here where I live, but you can buy now a fully electrified Ford F-150. And they, they start at a very, what, what I consider a very reasonable price because of everything that goes into it and the cost and blah, blah, blah. But they start at 39, they start at 39.9. Okay. But it is a fully electrified truck. So same payload, same towing capacity, same basically everything that you would expect from the gasoline-powered Ford F-150 or a diesel, you know, a diesel truck or whatever. But it's just fully electrified. And I think that's that's gonna be kind of like the biggest we'll call eye-opener in terms of like, holy shit, like electric cars are really on the road now and are being used in more commonly than other vehicles. Well, not more commonly, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, okay. I do have a question though, because if you think back to like some like conspiracy theories that happen, you know, eighties and nineties. Yeah. Where, you know, somebody, somebody invented uh, a combustion engine that would, that Oh would, yeah. You know, that, that could, that could get like, you know, 150 miles on one gallon of gasoline. And then all of a sudden they were found dead in a dumpster somewhere. <laughs> I've heard that one. You know you, I, mean? I have heard that one so many times and I've read about it so many times. Or a car that can run off of water, you know, yeah. like 300 miles on a gallon of water found, you know, dead in a ditch somewhere, you know, with a bullet. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, because these big, you know, these big oil companies and, you know, gasoline companies, they want control. They want to be able to sell their gasoline. So what has, has the industry changed because of like, because of the, you know, be, uh, the the oil industry has has shifted so bad that you know it's harder for us yeah. to get fuel uh, because you know they keep shutting down all the all know, the refineries all the basically. refineries in, in in the United yeah. States not all of them but yeah. you know right it's much of the gas price is 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 controlled by the refinery point which there aren't many refineries left in the U S right have, have they finally conceded that that we don't have like any like like crazy you know viable options here in U S that they're like fine, like okay, like let's just let's just start making the shift. We don't have, we don't need to murder uh, like all the electric <laughs> yeah. car people, like because <laughs> or the guy who figured out how to make the supposed engine that runs on water, right? Right, yeah. Like so, yeah. I feel like so, like something shifted, something changed somewhere that they're it, it's okay now. Now, granted, well, you like, know what? Well, there's still they still have a big hand in oil though, like and they just, do, and gasoline cars aren't going anywhere yet for good. sure. For sure, it's here's here's the hard wall that you run into with a gasoline engine. If, if, if folks don't mind, if I do a little bit of science real quick, no matter how efficient, and you 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 and I have been you know around the last you know forty years or so, we know gasoline cars have gotten more efficient. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, is it's the physics of gasoline. 
So when you, in a combustion engine, very little of that explosion, of, of those little miniature explosions in your gasoline engine actually mm. goes to powering the vehicle. Most of it is lost to heat. Oh, okay. To heat, to heat and, and, and um, other energy, right? Most of it is burned away in, in heat. It's not, a, clearly it's not 100%. It's, it's actually much, much lower than that. I, I have to Google it, but it's most of that internal combustion explosion is lost to other, to other energy factors. Yeah, so exhaust. The, yeah, a lot of it is just not going to powering your car forward or backwards or mm. whatever. And so what has happened is, and this is just my opinion on this, but I've, I've read up a lot on this, is that a lot of the car makers, I don't want to say, it's not giving up. It's, that's not the right word. But have, have kind of taken the step realizing that we can't really get much better with the combustion engine. Like that, like you said, the, the hilarious conspiracy theory of like the, 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 the oil companies murdering the guy who figured out how to make a combustion engine run on a single tank of gas for like, for like four, you know, for, for 4,000 miles. Right. The physics, there's, there's just no physics that allow that to happen. So what I, my general opinion is that car companies are finally buying into the fact that we have reached the logical efficiency, efficiency end to the combustion engine. So it's not, it's not the end of the engine, but right. it's, efficient it's the efficient efficiency end of the combustion engine my my question is too and we i, I know we talked about this on, on another show but but what are they going to do what are they going to implement to make this easier for people to charge their cars because like right now when you go yeah. home and, and you park your car like tesla has like a tesla power bank mm -hmm. that yeah. you can plug your car into but you have to like purchase it and put it in your house yeah and it can run, I mean, it can run like up to like three phase, you know, electric on it and, and power it pretty quick, but most people aren't yeah. going to have that. And they're going to be running off of, you know, like a single, like 110 volt, you know, charge. And when you go to a gas station, how fast can you charge your car? Like right now is, I can fill up my tank in about two minutes. <laughs> you, what, what you hit, you hit the nail on the head though. Cause that is the, that is the not million dollar question. That is the billion dollar question because that will always be a hurdle for electric cars to pass is that if i need a quick charge mm. what do i do it's getting better but again if you're going across country and you have to charge your car these charging stations better be right next to a restaurant right or a hotel like, <laughs> or a hotel right yeah because right. as of now i believe like depending on you know depending on how much voltage you're putting out like if you're running like 240 or four you know 480 volt or whatever it is right right that just depends on how fast you can charge it and it may take an hour it might take four or five hours you know yeah, for like eight hours charge every night yeah yeah if you're at home and you can charge your car on a 110 volt plug like you plug your fucking toaster into and it takes eight hours you that's do that overnight that's okay that's fine yeah. but it's the road that's when you're on the road like you said that's where i think they're gonna have problems yep that's the that is the billion dollar question and the person who can uh, get a quick charge working reliably, safely, and get it distributed across the United States, they're going to be a billionaire, right? Because they're going to solve that question if, if the question even has a solution, right? If, if the question isn't solved in some other way, which I think is always a possibility as well. Yeah. Even if they get down to an hour, 45 minutes. Like, yep. Not terrible, but how often have you gone into a gas station and it's just been fucking packed? And that's just people getting gas. Yeah, right, and milling around and whatever, right? Yeah, and you got to wait, what, 45 minutes? 
Like they're gonna yeah, have to. That's... They're gonna have to add so many gas stations in in uh, you know terminals, whatever you call them, where you're gonna plug your car into. Right. The whole world is gonna change with these charging stations as far as like what it looks like at a gas station. Oh, absolutely. And there is good news on that front though, because putting in an electric charging station is not as big of a deal as digging in a gas station. So there, there are some advantages to, this is going to sound weird. There are some advantages to the challenge of electric cars because you bought, you can buy a plot of land you can put up a charging station a lot easier than say digging gasoline tanks. Right. So there's a little bit of an advantage there just in terms of putting the station in. Now, do we need stations everywhere? And do we need to get the charge down to a reasonable time? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like we said before, you know, that's the, that's the issue is like, if you are traveling, let's say you can get 500 miles on a charge. Sure. On on one charge. Yeah. And you have to stop somewhere that, you know, say you're 700 miles out Mm -hmm. and you got to sit there for like a couple hours, like charging your car. I guess it would just become the new norm. Like people just kind of get used to it, but it's going to be pretty jarring at first. It will be. It will be. Absolutely. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Curious, but what's the like? What what other big name companies uh, other than the Ford F one fifty? Well, this is uh, this is right up that alley. This is a uh, the Chevy Silverado EV is going EV next year. Okay, another truck. So, yep, spring twenty twenty three, and uh, you well, you know, one of the reasons why is because America loves trucks. Okay, <laughs> America loves trucks. We buy trucks more than any other country on the planet. No, oh. so no, right. I didn't know that. <laughs> Yep, twenty twenty. So spring twenty twenty three, the Silverado will be out there. Um, I think. Remind me if you had one of these. Did you ever have a, a Chevy a Chevy Blazer? Blazer, no, no. I had a. You have you have the Exploder, right? I have the Ford Exploder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, summer summer twenty twenty three, a fully electric uh, Chevy Blazer is coming out. Okay. And it's just as honking big as the other Blazer, nice. the original Blazer. Nice. Wasn't that what? Oh no, he, uh, OJ had the Bronco. Yeah, <laughs> you know what though? Uh, they that makes Bronco me coming? think that they should they should have a white electric Bronco. They probably will, dude. I think they actually just came out with a new Bronco, actually gasoline one. But I think they just came out with a new a new model. They did. They did actually. And the only reason I know that is because it's in a video game. But <laughs> <laughs> are you serious? Oh, okay. It was like yeah. Grand Theft Auto. Yes. Oh, and you will appreciate this. Actually, not Grand Theft Auto though. Uh, Forza, Forza, the racing game. Oh, okay. But your vehicle is going electrified, assuming you still you still do have the Explorer. Mm-hmm. I yes. do, yeah. Ford has plans out for a Ford Explorer, fully electric, fully electric vehicle. And I expect to see that parked outside your house. Hey, when it comes out, maybe I'll take a look. I'll have to, right. I'll have to dig an electric line so I can plug my car in outside. <laughs> it comes up out of it's just one of those orange extension cords that you buy right you buy like <laughs> that's, what, dude, I'm t- that's what people are going to do like for a while you know until they until they figure out like a better solution for charging your cars well, yeah you got to think about that because you'd go to your friend's house right you know, like, and if you're staying or whatever or if you're going to be there for a while you're going to want to charge your car so people are going to be running extension cords everywhere you know and- annoying that's going to be like no yeah, people tripping over them well no but like uh, you're not tapping into my electric to charge yeah, right, your car you're paying for it right like, <laughs> like if you showed up right now and you're like hey can i get like like 30 bucks for some gas <laughs> like, no <laughs> oh that's actually a really good point right because if they're staying for a while or whatever it, it 
it could potentially run your electric bill up 20, 30 bucks, right? Yeah, people are going to get annoyed. Like, you have, like, a party or something, and everybody's, like, trying to try and jump off, like, different receptacles in your house, like, charge your cars. I'm like, God dang it, like... You have 15 cars parked <laughs> that front all plugged into the same... It's the same you like freaking... A, uh, you get, like, a $600 electric bill. You're like, seriously? <laughs> like, no more parties at my house. They charge you damn got, cars before you get here. <laughs> It just makes me, oh my God, the image that I have in my head is just like everyone plugged into like the same like multi, multi-tap multi things just sitting in your yard all duct tape and put up on a tree or something. Oh my God, that thing would just, it would, it would catch fire. There'd be so much current <laughs> going through it. The tree's on fire. Yeah. No one's cars are charging. Yeah, so uh, definitely some hurdles are going to be had. Uh, yes, when this there happens. are hurdles. There are hurdles. This clearly the electric car works for somebody who ha- who wants to buy an electric car and has basically a plan to their schedule, right? Where they they know where they're going. They they're taking it to work every day. They're driving it under, you know, under a hundred miles somewhere. You know, that's that's really who an electric vehicle works well for right now. But it is going to change as the batteries get better. As batteries get extended to like you know three and four and five and six hundred mile trips, it's going to be a lot easier to buy into one of these. Yeah. At least a lot more reasonable to buy into one of these. And you know what, too? Like, like you see a car on the side of the road right now uh, going down the highway. Say it ran out of gas, right? Yeah. There's no quick fix. Like, right now, you could just... Because I've... Like, I, I said this in another episode. Like, I saw somebody on the side of the road by my house who's out of gas. Mm-hmm. I came up here, grabbed a gas can, dumped in. They're on their way. Yes. Uh, right. Right, right now, you run out of electric. There's no easy solution. You're going to have to have, like, electric power bank... Like trucks, tow trucks, tow trucks, right? Uh, equipment trucks, or they just drive around. Like, oh, I gotta call the. You know, they're gonna have like a whole new fleet of emergency vehicles that just drive around and charge people up. You like, know what? Though? That's a really good point. Because you know, like you were saying earlier about norms, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is going to be that has to be the norm. Because what else are you gonna do for somebody stuck on the side of the road with an electric vehicle? You can't just dump gas in their car anymore. Right. <laughs> Show up with a gas can. Right. Like you have to charge their damn car up or you have to tow it somewhere to to a charging station. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I'm really curious to see the industry change and how many things mm-hmm. are going to come with it uh, as, as more and more people have electric cars. When, when gas power cars were a big thing, mm-hmm. uh, there were articles, and I, this is not, not a joke, not an urban legend. There were articles about how they were gas powered cars were, were dangerous. There was no way to refuel them. There was no, uh, they they hogged the road. They they were silly compared to horses because the horses could be refueled anywhere. Mm. <laughs> we're just living through it. We're just living through it. Yeah, yeah, should be uh, should be pretty be fun to see. Yeah. Now there's uh, to just to just end this list and then you know we can get going. Like the you know the, this is not just like the this is not the utility stuff either. There's going to be a fully electric Chevy Corvette. There's going to be a fully electric uh, Maserati MC, MC20, a fully electric BMW i7. And these things, the numbers on these things, not they're going to be expensive, of course, but their performance numbers are through the roof. Oh, really? All of them. Because electric performance is, I don't know if you've ever been in an electric car. I have not. But it's, it's blistering. It's absolutely blistering because the torque that electric engines that the electric engines apply to the wheels is instantaneous. Okay. Think think of an electric golf cart hopped up on a thousand electric golf carts, right? It's just it's just instantaneous power. So the good news is for performance fans, if you're a performance fan, electric is 
undeniably powerful. I, get, I have one more question, then we got to wrap up. Yeah, go ahead. So when you have a, let's say you have an electric car accident. Right? Yes, which are very dangerous, by the way. I was gonna say, what's, what, what happens there? Because if, like, if your battery core is like ripped open mm -hmm. and all this uh, lithium you know, ion goo like comes out, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it can be explosive. Yeah, you got to run. Yeah, like, <laughs> like it just see. I don't know, man. Like, they really need to do some like crash tests on these cars and see what happens when they explode. Essentially. Well, so you're so you bring up a good point, and they they do do that. But one of the challenges. So if we get back to the challenges of electric vehicles. One of them is that certain kinds of accidents do expose the batteries, do put the car at risk for. It basically burning itself to the ground. You ever see pictures of an electric car uh, aftermath? No, but I've seen pictures of their, of their like Samsung Galaxy explode in their pocket. <laughs> well, that was the problem a couple years back. That was just that? a wee little battery, you know? Yeah, you should, I mean, you want, now these people were okay, but if you ever want to look at what happens to an electric car that does kind of rupture its, call it its battery cage, I don't know what you want to call it. Uh -huh. It just burns, it just, it, it burns to the ground hotter and faster than a normal fire. Oh, I'm sure. So there's a lot of safety issues there that now have, some of it has been solved, but some of it's unsolvable, at least right now, because of the what they use. Now there's all these things, you, know, you can use different materials, they can use a different type of battery. That's all part of the equation. Yeah, yeah, you know, these, uh, like, I don't know, man, like you see, you see movies where they shoot bullets in a gasoline oh, yeah. car and they just explode, which is, you know, kind of ridiculous. <laughs> which is ridiculous, right? We know but that's not a thing. I wonder if like that that can't be too far off now. Like if, if someone like fires some bullets at a car that has a big old, you know, lithium battery in it. <laughs> yes. And they and they pierce that, like it could literally have like a catastrophic reaction uh like they do in the movies. Like it could just well, just a raging inferno. You what you made me think of is you know how in, in, in a typical video game, any red barrel will explode when you shoot at it. Oh, yeah. They're just going to replace red barrels with electric cars. Exactly. One little tink, boom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, man. My, my F-150 just exploded. So, yeah. yeah maybe, maybe, that's gonna, maybe that's what they'll put, put in the background of video games now for you to shoot at. It will be just electric vehicles instead. I think we've raised some interesting questions they, they need to consider. So I think so. I think, they should, I think whoever's making the electric vehicles should call us for... For consultation. They should. <laughs> just listen to this episode. Yeah, just listen to this episode. Yeah, so, all right, man. We have gone well over an hour. We need to wrap this one up. So thank right. you guys all for tuning in again, and we'll see you on the next one. Talk to you next time. <laughs>